Today we're beginning in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1. Now, Paul writes this letter to the church in Corinth because they are dealing with some major issues in their church. As you read through the book, you'll see that there was division amongst the leadership, everybody competing for their focus and for their emphasis and for their uh, chance to lead the people. There was sexual immorality in the church. There was corruption in the church. There were problems in this church. And so Paul writes to them as a pastor, as a leader who's invested in them already. Now he's writing to them to continue that ministry in their lives. And so he opens up the book by calling them and saying, Christ has made you his own holy people. That's the start of the book. He says, he made you holy by the means of Christ Jesus. The, the people he's writing to are supposed to be holy. The church is supposed to be holy, set apart, um, different, and, and without sin, without blame, without issue. They're supposed to be holy, as God is holy. And so he opens up the book by writing to these people saying, Your church who's called to be holy. In verse 4 to verse 9, he then goes on to talk about their giftings and saying, you know, you're not lacking anything. God has given you everything you need to move forward. You're free from all blame in that you've been gifted. And so this holy people are supposed to use their giftings for the Lord. And in fact, in the last verse of chapter, uh, verse last portion, verse 9, it says, in partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, he's invited them into ministry. Christ called you to be holy, and then he's calling you to use the gifts that you have in partnership with him. The whole point, the whole purpose is to glorify him, to serve him, to reach out to others who don't know him, and you have to start by being holy. Then Paul moves on to his second portion of this opening chapter. He starts talking about harmony. He says that there aren't supposed to be any divisions named among them. Nobody is supposed to be focused on Paul or Apollos or Peter or on their prideful only following of Christ, but rather they're all supposed to be in harmony with Christ and with each other. Holy people in harmony. That is what the church is supposed to look like. Now, you already know, and you're already thinking about it, but not many churches will always look like this. A lot of churches fall short of this, that there's not harmony. There's rather, there's, there's problems, there's issues, there's slander, there's gossip, there's negativity, there's pride instead of harmony. People are more focused on competing rather than working together. You can see it in different churches. And so how are we supposed to reach out to the lost world? How are we supposed to reach new people for Jesus if we don't even have harmony with ourselves? How will we be kind and loving to the lost people if we can't be kind and loving to our brother in Christ or to our sister in Christ? How can we organize and plan events to, to meet people and share the gospel with them if we're always fighting and having issues with each other? How will we perform any ministry, any organized ministry at least, if there's no harmony? It's not wise to only want to serve God alone, to have that kind of mentality like, oh, I'm better off alone. I can do this alone. I can serve alone. No, we need to work together. Christ called 12 disciples, not one.
we need to have harmony holy people living in harmony and then in chapter one uh, moving from verse 18 towards the end he starts explaining the difference between what human wisdom explains and what god's wisdom shows human wisdom tries to explain away sin human wisdom starts to uh, undermine God's truth by saying, well, what is sin and what isn't sin? And, and what are we allowed to do and what are we not allowed to do? And how close is that line? And what how, what can I do and still be considered, quote-unquote, holy? The wisdom of humans, human wisdom, was causing debates and arguments. It was causing uh, uh, a revision to the gospel and re-explaining it. One of the issues you'll see towards the end of the book is that there's people that don't understand the resurrection of Christ. Is he resurrected? Was he resurrected? Why is it important that he's resurrected? Well, when people are being scholarly, quote-unquote, or if they're being um, thinking philosophically, they might turn things that the gospel says into what they think it better explains it. And they're trying to retell the gospel in a way that sounds more spiritual or sounds more wise but it's all just human wisdom and human wisdom causes issues so when they preach christ crucified the jews are offended and the gentiles don't make any sense of it that's verse 20 23 but yet paul comes in and says but it's christ's wisdom it's god's wisdom that set everything in motion in the first place we're only holy because he called us and we're only in harmony because he gives us his grace and so why are we trying to affect anything with human wisdom than god's wisdom and so we're called to be holy we're called to be in harmony and we're called to give up human wisdom and focus in on the lord the end of verse uh, the end of chapter 1 and verse 30 says god has united you with christ jesus for our benefit God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Verse 31, therefore, as the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. If we're only focused on giving God glory, then we won't have issues in our harmony. If we're only focused on giving God glory, then we won't have issues on whether or not we're being holy. If we're only focused on giving God glory and boasting in the Lord, then we won't be boasting in our own human wisdom and what we think up. See, the church is supposed to be a holy witness because of Christ, and it's supposed to be in harmony, and it's supposed to be giving up human wisdom and focusing on God's wisdom so that we can boast in the Lord. We can't be in competition with each other. It's unholy for the youth leaders to be upset and competing with the children's ministry leader. It's unholy for the men's group leader to uh, fight with the uh, men's group leader from a different Bible study. It's, it's unholy for a church to compete with another church. Rather, we should all be focused on the same goal of sharing Christ crucified with people. He made us pure and holy so that we could boast in the Lord. It's unholy to give into humanly wisdom and try to rethink the gospel or humanly wisdom and try to grow our church with with the mentality of a, of a business it's it's unholy to treat church members our brothers and our sisters or our congregation members as products and clients they're people and so we give god glory by being holy 
and being in harmony and giving in to God's wisdom and not human wisdom. Those are the three H's of the opening chapter of 1 Corinthians. And you'll see as you read along through the book, there's a lot more issues that they have to deal with. There's a lot of specific issues that the church is going to have to deal with, but it all starts with knowing our calling to be holy, to be in harmony, and to give up human wisdom. Because once you give up that human wisdom, you're going to say, yeah, God's right, and I'm going to do what God has called me to do. May the Lord bless you, and may this devotional be encouraging. Bye, guys.